Oh, that is right. Welcome back to the club. I'm your host, Barrett Dudley. This is the Club Cool Podcast. Yes, yes, we are still coming to you via the Grand X Labs feed. Okay, look, Micah's exhibition was a big deal. It took everybody's energy and resources, and then it ran right into Labor Day, which, you know, you, you lose a Monday, that's basically, that's more like losing three days of the week than one, because that, that everybody knows that Monday is grind day. I, I believe that's that's what people say. Anyways, we're a week off schedule. We needed to tweak a few things, make sure that we had all of our ducks in a row, but Club Cool is launching on its own feed next week. Very excited about it. I am wearing the very first Club Cool hat. It is very, very cool, if I do say so myself. You can check it out on the Club Cool Instagram story. That's at Club Cool Pod. Today's going to be a great show. We are going to take a look at a couple of new collections that are dropping online right now, and we're going to take a look at one uh, that just debuted. It's a Spring 19 collection, so it's it's more of a preview. And then we're going to answer some listener voicemails. By the way, if you have a question or a take on a trend or an item of clothing or a broad question about style in general, you can call our hotline too. That number is 833-CLUB-COOL. Uh, those go straight to me. I listen to all of them. If it if it fits in a pod, we'll definitely play it. You can also DM me on Instagram, uh, on my personal account, or at the Club Cool Pod. Sitting here with me today is uh, is podcast veteran at this point. <laughs> He's my brother in clothing, Phil Battaglia. Hello. Thank you for having me again. Of course. Of course. Uh, you're the only guy that I could have on to talk about, about some of these brands that we're going to jump into here. Um, how are you feeling right now? How's how's your how's your how's your style game in this weird transition where we're post Labor Day, but obviously it's it's we're in the South we're in Texas it's still hot as hell. Yeah, I'll be in shorts for the duration. It seems like um, I feel good. You know that being said, we just bought a house, so I haven't the budget's gone. The but yeah, it's all that's, over. I mean, there's no tough. new no new items. You're so, only you can only window shop. Yeah, get used to it, man. <laughs> yeah, what you've seen on me, I'm gonna be on repeat, baby. <laughs> Yeah, that's and that's because you're going to need, you know, new blinds. That's right. Right. That's right. We we bought some new blinds. Yeah, and they they probably cost way more than you thought blinds could cost. Dude. Yeah, the uh the clothing is going to be on repeat. Let's just put it that <laughs> way for a long time. That's okay. At least that's you right. have like at least you're you know, it's I guess it's like I, I'm I've been trying to get better about saving, about like diverting, you know, a specific amount into savings every month that's my that's my new thing uh but it's you know that's tough because the money's just sitting there and 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 it's and it's a benefit for a long time from now and not really right now right now for with the house like you're spending the money (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean it's gone so it's you gotta pay yourself first right i feel like that's true that's true but i feel like that's a little easier because it's it's not like you it's not like you can't it's it's not like you can buy the clothes but you're choosing not to because you're being smart, but that money is going elsewhere. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So the only thing I'll be purchasing is, is a lot of J crew stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, you know, they're in the middle of a revamp. So prices are about to get lower cool is, stuff is, is what I hear. Um, yeah. Speaking of shorts, we do wear shorts quite a, for quite a while mm-hmm. here in central Texas. Uh, I have been getting a few questions about shorts and the shorts game is kind of wild in general right now. 
I've, I've been working on a piece for postgrad problems. So stay tuned there. I know some of you guys, a lot of y'all listen to club cool. You check out postgradproblems.com. But if you don't, uh, I occasionally write columns and that are style based and that get published on that website as well. So check that out. I'm going to have one. It's kind of a late summer roundup of, uh, of the shorts that, that I'm into and that the rest of club cool is, is fond of and, and wearing through the, at least the rest of September as well. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's jump in here. Style weeks are about to pop off. September is is a big month. We start with New York Fashion Week. It it begins tomorrow. Uh, there are designers like John Elliott who are just who just do showings. There are the full on runway shows. There will be tons of street style. I post on the Instagram that uh, I think we're going to see a lot of Fieri core, Guy Fieri core. <laughs> oh, yeah. The athletic sunglasses are back. Yeah. Flames on on camp collar shirts and bowling shirts. A lot of people pretending to be on their phones. L- of course, you have to. You got to mm-hmm. be busy. Yeah. Um. You get. You need to have like a leather attache mm-hmm. case thing that doesn't have anything <laughs> in it. <laughs> With in nothing. It either. In it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing <laughs> when you're going? I don't know. It's got, it's just a phone charger. I think you've got a phone charger yeah, in there. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. Today, Fear of God put out their spring 2019 preview and lookbook. And Jerry Lorenzo at Fear of God does some things a little bit differently. I don't think he really, he launches collections and shows them during the right times, but he is, he, he doesn't seem to be on any particular cadence. He doesn't really call things spring, summer, or fall, winter. So mm-hmm. this is just this one this this collection that's just dropped is just called Sixth Collection. Yeah, because it's the sixth. And I like that. Yeah, the, I think it, it's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, and he does tend to do things that are kind of multi seasonal. Uh, I I've, I have noticed in in some of the things that are co- coming out from the back end of this fifth collection that there's there are some plaids and stuff that's clearly you know fits better in fall winter, but uh, the stuff that he just put out—it's about fifty-one looks. Um, the Club Cool Twitter feed, also at Club Cool Pod. I'll tweet out this link to the uh, to the Vogue runway slideshow. But it's fifty-one looks. It's very dusty. It's very deserty. What do you have any general thoughts here? Yeah, the about, first, about the first thing that comes to mind is it, it looks like like if a Ralph Lauren collection landed on the moon. Okay. That's a great description. Thank you. Uh, what, Thought about and, that for a while. Yeah, and what I, I, I am definitely seeing a lot of double RL here for sure. Or, or like Carhartt, a lot of Carhartt, a lot of double RL, and then the other brand that it's really reminding me of is Visfam. Uh huh. Yeah, a lot of layering, a lot of big, huge, ultra oversized stuff, which he's kind of known for. Anyway, nobody loves a drop collar more, a, 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 yeah, dro- a drop shoulder more than Jerry <laughs> or Lorenzo. A drop crotch. Yeah. Yes. I know. Dude yeah. loves his drop anything. The first time I ever saw a drop crotch was a fear those fear of God, I think joggers. Yeah, a few years ago, but I, I really love it. We've got you know, Jared Leto yeah, modeling. Yeah, you can get Jared Leto a bunch to be of the face stuff. of the collection. It's a win. That's pretty big. Yeah, uh, it's very it's it's a lot more neutral than he's been in the past. There's no there there aren't any there aren't any bright reds, any bright blues, any bright greens. Um, he says, and let's see, I'll I'll read this quote. I, this is also kind of funny, knowing the prices of Fear of God. But quote from Jerry Lorenzo, the, uh, the the designer behind Fear of God: These are the kinds of clothes you see when you walk into a Bass Pro Shop or a hardware store. 
We've taken foundational pieces like the workwear jacket, overalls, and cargo pants and made them sexy. Yeah. That's some Zoolander shit right yeah. there. The, you know, keep in mind, the, the barrier of entry here is about 400 bucks, <laughs> and that might get you... A mesh tank top. A mesh tank top. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, uh, that's what's always kind of kept me away from Fear of God, other than that and the, the fit is just not something I can pull off on the, 90%. The, the fit is really prohibitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, maybe a, it was probably a few months ago, a couple of pairs of his denim made it to Barney's warehouse and his denim is typically priced around a thousand dollars a pair and they were down to like under 300 Mm -hmm. Barney's warehouse another great resource for like just checking out deals and deals and steals on on some designer goods free shipping free returns uh there's ebates cash back if you use that um anyway so I ordered a couple pair to try the fear of god denim well known for being wildly tapered and then they all have like that or in the past they've all had that zipper yeah. at the ankle and i ordered my two typical sizes one like one of each uh, in two different styles so i ordered two pairs of jeans one in one in one size one in another size and it was a it, i mean it was a comedy going on in my bedroom <laughs> as i tried to get these pants on and then back off of me yeah. and i'm not i'm not like some like you know i'm not I, i'm not squatting 400 pounds over here like i have relatively slim legs and i couldn't pull these things back off of me that's incredible like they were so so tight around the calves and at the knees and towards the ankles and this was your true size yeah wow. and i just i had i i'm I'm baffled at like who's pulling off these jeans. Like you must be buying like three sizes too big to even get them on. Right. And then the waist is huge. Yeah. Um, they're, they, they come in like a 36 inch inseam too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, they're supposed to be like, do this like long stack thing with the, with the unzip zipper, but it was, they, they went straight back. That was not something I even had to sleep on. <laughs> you like thought they, you had a steel on your hand. Yeah. No, they went straight back in the box and, uh, and, and got shipped back probably that same day. Um, well, there is some cool stuff um, within this collection and some stuff that's kind of like, you know, out there for sure. At the very, at the end of the, the, the collection, there's about three to four different looks with that, that back to the future iridescent look. Uh-huh. Um, that I think I've seen also, we're going to get to this early, uh, later, is that in John Elliott's collection, there's a little bit of satin stuff that has a little reflective um, sheen to it. Yep. But yeah, I mean, this Fear of God stuff, it's, it's really cool. I mean, if you can pull it off, there's a, there's a lot to choose from. Yeah, uh, I will say this just to his credit. I I think that this is a nice move directionally for him. It it's it still has mostly with the fit. It still has like the streetwear elements, mm-hmm. but it does seem it's it's less. It, it's taking less from sports. You know, his dad. Uh, Jerry Lorenzo's dad was a uh, a professional baseball player and then manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't remember his first name, but his last name's Man- Manuel. And so he like that's what he was inspired by originally, you know. So like his his basketball sneakers are are kind of a take on like an old on like a Jordan. And uh, he's worked with New Era on fitted caps. He's done stuff. He's done a lot of stuff in mesh and like sports style mesh and baseball jerseys and and that type of thing. So that that kind of like that athletic lean really lended the early collections to like the whole athleisure thing, combined with his 
streetwear aesthetic of the dropped shoulder and long sleeves and dropped crotch and like stacking on the denim. And so we're still seeing kind of some of those signature shapes and fits, but in in a in looks that are a little bit more traditional and contemporary with like you know flannels and button ups and mm-hmm. and a, and workwear style jackets that are very reminiscent of something that you would get from Carhartt. Um, my favorite, I made a little note here that my favorite piece or pieces would be. Uh, Jared Leto is wearing a, a full zip um, fur lined hoodie. Yep. That's in like a tannish yes. gray color. Uh, that's sick. Yeah, that is, on look 32. On I look think 30. you got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be exact. Yeah, we'll tweet these out. Don't worry. At Club Cool Pod on, twi- on Twitter. Uh, what I really like, there's he's showing some sneakers that almost kind of have like a cut back mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a what I guess what you'd call a mule almost mm-hmm. they so it's like a it's like a full on athletic looking sneaker but it looks like you can kind of slip it on yeah i'm 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 into that those yeah. those look kind of cool those are they, cool. they they're paired with sweats and they they go really nicely might be tough to pull those off with shorts somehow might might look a little too feminine but um yeah all all cool stuff very neutral palette we mentioned Ralph Lauren and Double RL, but he's doing like those granddad collars, uh, the, or a band collar as it's called, which are also um, Greg Lauren has been doing those on mm-hmm. his flannels for mm-hmm. a while. So there's there's some of that too because Greg Lauren kind of he's part of that Ralph Lauren family. Kind of like took that took some of that military and and Americana stuff from from his family's you know heritage and and clothing empire, and then like kind of diffused it into this weird choppy it's cool mad max very cool if, you know if y'all have time look up greg lauren and good luck buying any of that stuff <laughs> yeah um last quote that I'll, I'll i'll read and this is this is a jerry quote and then and then a, what i pulled from vogue runway but with this collection i've tried to take authentic middle american style and make it luxury he says it's really funny when any of these guys reference Middle America. I think, <laughs> especially, just because. I, I mean, like, I get it. Like, that is it, we, we. I think a lot of these people draw from popular clothing, like mass. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, ma- You know, massively mainstream and and very broad looks in Middle America. And then try to make it luxury. Right. It's just funny because when you do, when you when you put that spin on it, when you make it luxury, you completely ignore this the the very people that you drew the inspiration mm-hmm. from, mm-hmm. which is just you know an interesting paradox, I guess. Uh, and then the Vogue takeaway was what Lorenzo has actually created is a big sky country take on street style, a romantic sort of hauler chic. Which I think kind of rounds out what we what, how what we talked about Visfam and and Ralph Lauren mm-hmm. with that kind of mountainous big sky desert yep. feel. Yeezy's out in the big sky territory, so yeah, that's that's right. Jack, so, so Jackson Hole. That's, everybody else is. That's too. the spot. That's where, that is clearly a, a big point of inspiration for these guys right now. All right, let's move on to Aime Leon Dor. Uh, I just figured out how to say that that the, <laughs> the name of that brand like two months ago. Um, so we're going to talk about. Uh, for these next two brands, ALD and John Elliott, we're going to talk about the collections that they have begun to launch. So this is their fall winter 2018 stuff. Uh, Emily Leontor, designed and directed by Teddy Santis, who I think does a marvelous job at just 
he's he's the best he's the best aesthetic creator for sure that I've that I've ever encountered. It is all about the aesthetic. It's really really incredible. Um, his lookbook you can he's he's only dropped uh, one piece of the collection and it's mostly like the the, the basics, mm-hmm. mostly like the kind of just solid color logo hoodies and sweats and some crest tees and and assorted bits like that. Um, but there are a lot of really interesting pieces in the lookbook itself. Uh, the big takeaways for me, his stuff always reminds me of like early to mid nineties, Polo Ralph Lauren Mm -hmm. and Nautica. Yeah. (laughs) Like I just, I have this vision, you know, this just vague memory of like being eight years old, walking around in, I don't know, a Dillard's with my mom Mm -hmm. and, and, and like these big splashy Nautica, uh, you know, it, yeah, and the the crest is back, baby. He's got the 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 family crest look on a lot of this stuff. Yeah, and so has you know Burberry released a few pieces. That's right. That has, that's right with that old heritage crest. And yep. I swear, I, I do recall like back in the nineties. I think my mom had some sort of crest. Well, and it's even piece. kind of throw, throwing back to like the the Friars Club jackets, right? right? Or like the old uh, blazers with some type of uh, yeah of school emblem on them. Yeah, and, and, but back to the aesthetic. So it is kind of it's preppy. It's very preppy. And yeah. the first thing that you see in the lookbook is these dudes hanging out with a couple um, Doberman painters, which has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. But I feel like. <laughs> The Benz, it's an old school Benz. Old school Benz, yeah. And just the whole vibe screams like Will DeFreeze to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, I, Will, out of people that I know personally, I think is an also an unbelievable aesthetic creator. Uh, well, he does a really, really like good job. Like For e- sure. Even with his Scaries brand, like just on his Instagram stories, I'm always... I I, I wish I was doing that good of a, of a job of mm-hmm. like... of of executing the vision and feeling that I want like club cool to give. Right. But I'm just not as, I'm not as experienced as he is with it and he's just really good at it. So, but I, I, I put them in the same boat. Like I think they both do their thing really, mm-hmm. really well. Him and him and Teddy Santis. Uh, but it's, and it's similar. Yeah. They kind of go about it in a similar way and it does have this kind of like, I get, it's just, it's kind of like this, I want, I want old money is, yeah. is maybe like a, a description of yeah, it. Yeah, sure. But also it's just very like recreational and, and, and laid back and the, there's a lot of, um, I mean, ever since the first time I ran across ALD, it's been about color blocking seems to be. Yes. And there's a lot of cool stuff in here. Um, there's a crew neck sweatshirt that is out there, baby. Uh, the, Intarsia. Intarsia. <laughs> Listen, I'm from Southeast Texas. I can't read. That sweater is uh that's out there. There is a there's a look here. It's um I I'm I don't love the styled look, but the pants are called the um cummerbund pants. And they are it's this window oh, pane yeah. gray plaid very high waisted and like the waist like comes across and looks like it it's like a big flat piece o- flat piece over and then it probably and then it like tightens on the sides or connects in the back and 
there is a very good chance that these pants will not fit me whatsoever. But I really, I've never seen this before. And I always like that. I always like when somebody like can add some type of super interesting detail like that. I mean, it's just such an interesting, cool I would look love on to those see pants. those. Yeah. Love to see those in person. And I think it would look <clears throat> a bit better with like, um, a suit to go with it. Yeah, yeah. It's he. He really like ca- kind of makes it casual with mm-hmm. with just this the crest crew neck tucked into him, and and it's definitely a, a look that lends itself to to maybe something a little more dressy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about last week when you were on. We talked and we were talking cargos. We mentioned how oh, kind of what's in, what's uh, what's pushing the cargo look right now is like this is this uh, this tactical vibe, this kind of functional utility. Mm-hmm. We've got a vest here yeah. that is like something from Orvis, <laughs> just rendered in like a very nubby wool. Um, it's got, let me count, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, about 11 pockets 11 on it. 11 visible pockets. 11 visible pockets. <laughs> Maybe some interior ones as well. Yeah. But that's that's this urban tactical thing is like, it's just what's popping off right now. Uh, m- the more pockets and spaces for things, the better. We're just. Yeah. We guys, have lot, guys have a lot to carry. A lot of shit, man. man. I don't like having stuff in my pockets either. I might have to get one of these. Uh, the dude did an apron in like and a there's br- an apron in, yeah, a br- well, in like an old school kind of Tweety British wool. Get that, Barrett. You need that if you're, you know, any of you guys out there that are that are big chefs. Maybe you're smoking some briskets. Check out that Aimé Leon door That's apron. The look. That's the look. Get the herringbone apron. <laughs> the, yeah. Smoke some meats this fall. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you gotta we gotta smoke these meats, right? That's the look. Uh, other takeaways from from me, I really there's a there's a hoodie, there's a fleece hoodie that is color blocked. Look, I was just about to say it's my favorite piece with a gray hood. Yes, the the one, yeah. So it's it's each sleeve is a different color. The bodice is is, is a color, and then the hood is heather gray. Awesome. That's a standout piece to me. Probably probably my favorite. And then uh, something that I will not buy in would have no instance to wear but there is a short sleeve puffer jacket which mm. i think is kind of dope uh you and i talked a little bit to will about this collection and it's tough this is a tough one for texas as are most fall winter collections but this one screams like winter in new york especially yes. only place to pull it off yeah would be there there's the there's uh you know there's shearling line suede hoodies there's multiple puffer pieces there's the big tweed coats uh the a lot of the jackets that are fur lined i know he did in collaboration with woolrich so uh, we, you know this is definitely this is heavy winter vibes mm-hmm. which is always fun to look at very difficult to pull off in texas and the, the southeast in but, general um, for everybody out there listening, you know, from all over the country, I know that, or all over the world, really. Um, the easiest thing to pull off are the hoodies. They've got a ton of different colorways. Um, they have a simple little logo that's embroidered on the chest. Uh, highly recommend those. And I think they're they're under two hundred bucks. It's a high quality item. It is. I, I've got an ALD hoodie. It's the one of the the half zips from last year, and. The quality, like it, is, this thing is heavy, man. Mm. It is weighty, like Good. it is. It's what you want. Yeah, it's you. When you get this piece, when you get pieces from ALD, they, they, they've. I, I, I think I've got four things maybe now from them, and like each one, I'm, I'm, I've never been like, this was overpriced. 
Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the price is mm-hmm. obviously like uh, on is a step above some of the other brands that we talk about, like like your more tra- uh, traditional J Crew, Bonobos, stuff like that. But it's 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 really high quality. So if that's something that is kind of holding you back, like I don't know if it's worth it. It's worth it. I've worn the the tie dye shorts that I picked up for the summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're heavy rotation, man, because they're so comfortable and such good quality. All right, let's move on to the last brand that I wanted to talk about. One of our favorites, John Elliott. Uh, their fall winter 2018 collection is called Delirium, and it's interesting. Uh, as you've heard me talk about before, if, if you've been listening to the Club Cool since the beginning, they do weekly drops. They'll release a few pieces like every Wednesday and Friday or every Tuesday and Thursday, and they just kind of like eke it out over the entire season, which is um, it's an interesting approach. I, I, I like it because it gives you something to look forward to. I think it it draws people in. It makes people like real followers of the brand. Um, and so far, so good. I would say from them, nothing has nothing has has grabbed me so intensely that I've had to pull the trigger yet. That's already dropped. That's already dropped. Okay, but there's there's some there's some stuff to look forward to as well. Uh, one thing that I I wanted to just throw out there from this collection. John Elliott's not giving up on the cardigans, and I thought I I really thought I've got I've got several in the closet. I definitely pull them out when the cooler weather rolls around. I like to throw them over a t shirt and jeans, real simple, easy mm-hmm. stuff. But I used to kind of wear them more as like a layering, uh, like a layering piece. Like mm-hmm. I do like a cardigan and then like a jacket over the cardigan, cardigan over a button down, mm-hmm. and it just the you know I'd say probably last fall it just started looking weird to me. Like I, I wasn't vibing with it so much. It was looking kind of old, like you know cardigans are very grandpaish, mm-hmm. and it just felt like it was looking grandpaish if I didn't pull it off in a really casual way with like a t-shirt and jeans. But this dude is tucking them into sweatpants <laughs> and wearing them under bomber jackets, I love it. styling them under bomber jackets. Well, I'm happy to see that because I love a cardigan because <clears throat> you can break it out early before it gets, it doesn't really get That's cold true. here, but That's true. before it gets too cold and wear it around the office, it, not, you know, they're typically pretty lightweight. Great office piece. Great, office great thing. Piece. Great thing to have at your desk on yeah. your desk chair just you know slip on a nice little cardigan you're mr Very rogers nice. up in this up in this thing <laughs> um i love i love what i've seen so far the lookbook looks very cool um one quick note go ahead and skip if you are looking at the lookbook skip over the uh cutoff jean shorts i'm so out on those <laughs> and like i want it to be in but um I, yeah. I feel like those have already passed but he keeps hanging on to them. He's hanging on to them. I him. I could never I could never bite on those. Yeah. And then also I want to see him release those damn socks. Yeah, so release the socks. I think that the socks might be anonymism. Oh, if, really? Yeah, if you like the socks on this lookbook, check I, I think that he's been styling with uh, using anonymism socks. Very, very good stuff. They're awesome. Um, they go J- with everything. Yeah, and I'll, here I'll say this: J. Crew carries a lot of the anonymous anonymousism stuff. Mm-hmm. And if the anonymous, anon- God, it's such a hard brand. Oh, to I pronounce. can never say that. If the anonymousism socks are a little out of your price range, J. Crew makes like the exact same thing mm-hmm. in their house line as well for about half the price. So just pick up some of those as well. Good to know. And then look out for uh, check out Muji. M-U-J-I. Uh-huh. They do like a very similar sock for a lot less as well. Nice. Um, let's see. What else What else did I note about this collection? Uh, the painter's pants 
have come out. They're a baggy pair of white carpenter's pants with paint splattered all over them, and they are awful. Mm-hmm. Um, the denim, on point as always. Mm-hmm. Is it, I, I, I love John Elliott's denim. It's incredibly well done. It's a, it's it's starting as we're opening them opening them up the pant sizing again. He, he is he's doing a new cut, but the the main stuff the main cut the cast two is still very very skinny. Mm-hmm. Which you know I I'm not saying I'm not buying anymore. I'm just saying I'm pausing now. I'm saying <laughs> do I need another, another pair, pair another pair of right. skinny denim? Right. Here's a quick uh, story that I think I've told you before, but not the audience. Uh, not too long ago, before when we were moving out, I, we got rid of a lot of shit and brought it to Goodwill. I was throwing all kinds of crap out of the closet into a stack. Oh, yeah, you told me about this. A bunch, of, bunch yeah. of blue jeans, made it into a box, um, took them to Goodwill. A couple of days later, I went to get dressed for work, started sifting through the closet for my John Elliott jeans. Gone. <laughs> they were in the Goodwill stack. Um, long story short, went over there and told the lady what size I was. And she was like, yeah, you might want to go look in the women's section. <laughs> there they were. <laughs> I got them back. Yeah. For, they have them on there for seven bucks. Ugh. Somebody was about to get real lucky. That's uh, that's just a note. You know, swing through your local Goodwill. And you never know. You never know. You might find a pair of $400 jeans for $7. <laughs> and if you wear a smaller size, then you also might need to look in the women's section. Yeah. Uh, last note on this John Elliott collection. A lot of kind of old school British plaids. And we saw some tweed in the in the ALD stuff as well. But I'm really, really liking these kind of like big blockier mm-hmm. plaids. And so that's definitely that's definitely something that I'm on the lookout for this fall winter. Uh it everybody's kind of styling them over a hoodie, which I think looks really, really cool. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like this like dressier coat over something that we interpret as being super casual. Um there's one at Club Monaco that I mm. really, really like right now that will surely be about a half or a third of the price of uh, of some of the ones that, that JE puts out. Um, cool collections from all three of these brands, though. Um, any final thoughts about, uh, about no, the fall I mean, winter stuff? No, I mean, I think uh, out of the three, of course, not surprised, but uh, John Elliott is my favorite thus far mm-hmm. out of these three. And if you're out there looking for, you know, I, I think the bomber jacket is almost played out. But um, he t- he has a different take on it with a bit more hardware on the front. Yep, and it's called the Harrington jacket. Uh, it's listed at three hundred forty eight bucks, but wait on it if you want to wait till you know Black Friday or something. It is it's it's a perfect jacket. Yeah, and yeah, it's, you can it's layer it. You very can put a cool. hoodie underneath it. Two different colorways. I recommend the olive. Yeah, I mean the Harrington jacket is is you know that's an old classic originated or at least popularized by the brand uh, British brand Barracuda. And that's kind of it's it's that double button mm. kind of band higher band collar mm-hmm. neck with a uh, with the elasticized waist. So it's kind of you know it's a kind of an a, just a just a slightly differentiated take on a on like you said on a bomber jacket. Uh, and John Elliott's spin on it this season is is pretty cool. All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and listen to some voicemails. Hey, this is Ross Bolin, and my new show with producer Micah called The Ross Bolin Podcast is available now on iTunes. Search for The Ross Bolin Podcast, subscribe, check it out. We've got segments like Houston Rap Song of the Week, Stuff to Wikipedia When You're High, Animal of the Week, and tons of other random topics. The Ross Bolin Podcast is available on iTunes now. 
Before we get into the voicemails, I want to talk to you all about Taft Clothing. Taft Clothing is already one of my favorite brands doing boots and shoes. The reason that I like them so much is because the stuff is unique and it stands out. This is not just like your dad's classic brown or plain black shoes. This is, it has personality, it has style, uh, it stands out in a good way, but it, everything that they're making is still like really, really versatile to just kind of like buy and plug into your wardrobe and boom, you have a standout piece that goes with pretty much everything you have. Uh, right now, I have the Jude boot in tonal. They are sitting in the box right next to my bed. I just stare at them pretty much every day like, oh man, this is going to look so tight with jeans and a flannel. And I swear to you, as soon as this temperature dips below 80 degrees, I mean, all I need is a seven. Give me a seven and I'm putting on these Jude boots. It's a really, I mean, these are simple as hell, but they are a badass looking Chelsea boot. They're going to go with pretty much everything that I have and I'm going to wear them a ton. Go to taftclothing.com slash cool to check out their offering for yourself. Uh, as I've said before on this podcast, I'm also a big, big fan of the Viking boot. Uh, if if I lived in a, in a colder climate or up north or in the northeast, this Viking boot would be at the very top of my list. It's just got really, really cool texture and a very versatile gray color that goes with pretty much black or brown or navy. So kind of any any piece of outerwear that you probably have, even an olive, like it's going to fit right in with that. Dark denim, chinos, the stuff is awesome. It's top quality, unique raw materials that are built to last forever. You get free shipping and returns in the U.S., so there's no reason to not try it. Go to taftclothing.com slash cool, and you can use promo code COOL, and that's good for $20 off your order. One more time, that's taftclothing.com slash cool. Use promo code COOL. All right, let's jump in to some listener voicemails. You ready for this, Phil? Yes. See what the people out there are saying. Uh, What's up, Barrett? This is Michael from North Carolina. I'm a big fan. I've been listening to Club Cool since day one. Uh, Possibly one of my favorite podcasts out there right now. You're killing it. But... um. I know that earlier on you had mentioned something about calling in, you know, to get your uh, take on maybe some upcoming trends and things like that. And I'm not sure if I'm 100% right in this, but I've but I've kind of seen a rise in guys going with like the tuck shirt look on anything, whether they're wearing a t-shirt or a Hawaiian or you know a polo with whatever. Guys, it's to me, it seems like tucking in your shirt is kind of back on the rise. And so with that, I've, you know, I've been watching a lot of Narcos recently, and it sort of seems like we're getting a more, like, like a, a, a rise in kind of a throwback vintage, sort of like 1980s Narco look. And uh, so I just wanted to get your thoughts on whether you think tucking is going to be a trend and if maybe in the future everyone's going to be dressed like Pablo Escobar you know, or, or El Chapo or whatever the hell they want to dress like, just kind of in this in this 1980s, you know, throwback look with tuck shirts and, and floral prints and everything. Thanks, man. You're killing it. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for the call. And I, I hope after V10 that Club Cool is not possibly your favorite podcast, but it is firmly cemented as your favorite podcast. <laughs> um, tucked. The tucked look. It is clearly 
a lot of things are being styled this way right now. We just looked at Amy Leon Dor and John Elliott's Fall Winter Collections. ALD had tucked in crew neck sweatshirts everywhere. And John Elliott is tucking in cardigans to sweatpants. Everything tucked. So I, that, I mean, yeah. So people are tucking everything. From a personal experience perspective, I've played around with the tucked t-shirt look a little bit. And I I like it. I do think it, it it's kind of, you know, something to mix it up, change it up stands out people will definitely notice when you tuck in your t-shirt and they will say things um <laughs> good bad i don't i don't know just everything and in between the the but i i think um it's it can also be difficult to pull off i like it, you you need what you never really want is like things to be big and blousey mm-hmm. coming out from a tuck and that cut that that goes for everything with your basic Tucking in a dress shirt to a pair of slacks, you don't want big and blousy. Tucking in a t-shirt to a pair of jeans, you don't want it blousing over. So that that's that's kind of fit is really what you have to watch out here for. You need a pair of pants that have a little bit of room so that you can tuck in something to the pants. And then uh, and then you got to deal with the belt question, whether you go belt or no belt. And if you do go belt, you probably don't want some big clunker of a belt around. I don't know. It's 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 pretty tough out here to tuck, but obviously a lot of these brands are styling styling things this way, and it is kind of a a, a trend that that some of these these street style guys are 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 going with. I, I like the um, the Hawaiian tucked in. I, I do like, like the Hawaiian or tucked a, or in. A printed any anything printed button down tucked in. That's um, that's pro- yeah. That's a good place to start, especially yeah. with like a short sleeve button down. You can mm-hmm. tuck it into you could tuck it into to slacks for like a very kind of dressy but casual, cool look. One thing that I would avoid is the uh, the jean tuck in the the denim tuck in tucking uh, into denim tucking into denim because okay. then it gets borderline um, uh, like rodeo look mm-hmm. to me. I yeah. don't know. I, yeah. I would rather just do it with slacks or something else. The uh, I, women tuck a lot, and I know you know, especially with like the rise of yeah. the uh, the big designer belts. There's tucking all over on the women's side, and so I, you know, I'm I'm always kind of jealous that that women seem to be able to play around with their style so much more than men can, and like do like mm-hmm. different little thises and thats to to kind of to change it up and make their style a little bit more unique. But yeah, I mean, with the tucking, start simple. Start with. You know, short sleeve button downs with a nice print on them, tucked into uh, tucked into chinos, maybe cuff the chinos, and then just kind of roll with it there. Uh, I would also just kind of like, you know, get on Pinterest, get on Google, kind of look around, search for for celebs or just street mm-hmm. style people with shirts tucked in, and then just kind of like take note of of why that of why their look works or if it doesn't, and then go from there. All right, let's get into the next call. Hey, Barrett, it's uh, Tyler from Central Florida, and uh, there's been kind of a weird fashion thing going around here lately, and I wanted to see what your take was on it. But um, a lot of people who are really into the athleisure way are starting to get into a sleeveless hoodie vibe, and it's not something I've ever thought about. It's something me and my friends have always kind of made fun of, but I was wondering what your opinion and whoever's opinion on a a sleeveless hoodie, and if you think 
it goes or if uh, if it's something you should try and stay away from. All right, thank you. Uh, big shouts to Tyler Nation. If you came over from Oysters, Clams, and Cockles, shouts to all the Tylers out there. Okay, Tyler, the only place ever that would think a sleeveless hoodie is a good look is is Central Florida. <laughs> uh, big shouts to Florida as well. Uh, yeah, no, you and your friends are right to make fun of a sleeveless hoodie. I'll just tell you a quick story. Probably five years ago, six years ago maybe, I was tooling around the sale racks at Nordstrom, and I picked up a full-zip sleeveless hoodie from Mark by Mark Jacobs, and I, I, I slipped it on, and I looked myself in the mirror, and immediately I knew that if I bought that sleeveless hoodie, which was marked down like 60 or 70%, <laughs> that I would have to quit my job, throw away my college degrees, and immediately try to become an uh, an EDM DJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that's that is if you buy a sleeveless hoodie, you a- after you buy it, you have no other career path except for becoming a DJ. <laughs> yeah. I'm Any out further on... thoughts, Phil? No, nah, I'm out. Okay, so you that's a it. in case that's a no to the sleeveless hoodies. Thanks for the call, Tyler. What's up, Club Cool? This is uh, Stephen from Iowa calling, and I had a couple questions. One, I was just in a store recently that had a whole bunch of raw denim, and that's something that I really know nothing about and kind of wanted to hear your take on that as far as, you know, it was more in price, like two to $300, and I'm not really sure where to go with that in the jean game, so I wanted to hear about that. And then my second thing was wondering about Instagram when you're getting off uh, fit pics and everything, you know, where do you stand on doing kind of all the hashtags, maybe tagging the brands that you're wearing and doing that to kind of raise the awareness of it a little bit. Love to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Stephen. Uh, let's tackle raw denim first. You notice it in the store. It's, you know, it's a little bit pricier uh, and you're just kind of like wondering what's up with it. So raw denim is untreated indigo denim. It usually typically historically has no stretch and everybody all, denim right now is all about stretch almost every pair of denim out there even on the men's side is like 98 percent cotton two percent stretch because it's more comfortable it breaks in more easily uh it's not stiff and rigid so raw denim is a hundred percent cotton it is very stiff it has no wash treatment it has no distressing it is just dark blue indigo and Nominally, 10 years ago or so, raw denim was like the thing for fashion guys. Mm -hmm. Like denim nerds were one of the first big online male-dominated style and fashion communities even. And some of the websites that that I still, uh, you know, kind of go around and and look on the the forums like styleforum.net and uh, Super Future and Style Zeitgeist, like a lot of those were kind of founded on these communities of guys that were just massively into the raw denim. Okay, so why raw denim? Well, raw denim, when worn to death, breaks in in a really, really, really badass way. If you wear raw denim for a very long time, many many wears i'm talking like 300 wears and you don't wash it 
it breaks in and starts to look like the washed out denim that you'd buy in a store, but is super unique and customized to you. So you'll get the, there's kind of two terms here that I'll throw at you. There's whiskering and then there's honeycombs. And so like the honeycombs are the, are the creases that you get behind your knee. And the whiskering is like what you get right near the, the crotch area. It's like, you know, they call it because mm-hmm. it looks like it's those striped lines, like a cat's whiskers. And they break in and the indigo starts to fade off. And so you get everybody is going for these high contrast fades. So that's that's what the raw denim was initially all about. Is basically it was this it was this backlash towards the super distressed and faded and ripped up like Abercrombie look that was so popular when I was in high school. And it was it it kind of all happened during like the initial the initial 2007 to 2010 kind of hashtag menswear movement where everybody was all about like custom suits and lapel pins and dark denim and then it kind of transformed into like this whole the urban lumberjack look and like Brooklyn was big on the rise and so this it it just all matriculated and and culminated into raw denim and that's why that's why it's fun and that's why it's cool is because you go through the process of breaking in your own pair, which is then like perfectly customized to your body. And you can get some really cool contrasting looks and fades if you break in a pair of raw denim like this. In recent years, we've gone we've gone back the other way. We like distressing, we like washes, we like fades, and we like, most of all, comfort. And raw denim is not comfortable. It takes a solid two weeks to, to for that of of solid of real wear for that 100% cotton denim to start softening up and even then it's not as comfortable as this as the as the denim that has a little bit of stretch in it and kind of moves with you so that's that's my spiel about raw denim uh the big the big popular brand that is still that still does a lot of it is APC um I still own a pair of raw indigo APCs, APCs in the petite new standard fit. I really like them. Still wear them. Never uh, washed them a couple times now. I was about to ask you if you ever washed. Yeah, them. I've washed them twice. the The thing about it is, I I I tried on multiple pairs to like go for to try to get like those really bright blue contrasting yeah. fades, and it requires serious dedication. You don't the that's the other thing about it is you don't really get like the the kind of the ultimate prize unless you are committed. Mm-hmm. And by committed, I mean you're wearing these things five times a week for at least eight hours a day. Right. You know, like they it requires serious wear to really like break down that indigo and create those big time fades. Mm-hmm. So at this point, you know, unless that's a journey that you want to take. You're probably better off just looking at for a just a solid dark denim pair uh, that has a you know one to two percent stretch in them because it's going to be a little bit more comfortable. Uh, any any additional thoughts on? Um, I don't own any raw denim for that. Did you ever try reason. breaking in a pair? No, I didn't. I, I just skip the middleman and go to the stretch. Gets yeah yeah in something that maybe resembles yeah the the other the thing about denim. it was you know it was it. Other things that were popular when the raw denim was was really getting going was just like artisanal everything, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so everybody was like very like we you know you liked made in the USA or made in Japan and like handcrafted and high quality and 
a, a lot of that raw denim, I'd say at least 75%, if not more, is also selvage. Right. And selvage denim is created on a specific loom and creates like this specific look on the outside seam of the denim. And it's it's the outside seam, but it's on the inside of the jean. And you get this nice little red stripe and it's like the denim won't unravel. And it's just it's a it's a it's a measure of quality that that people kind of think adds to the sturdiness of of mm-hmm, your denim. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's the story on raw denim. It's still if you are interested in breaking in a pair, then it's still great buy. And it, it's fun to do and, and it can look really cool. Um, Instagram tagging. I'm going to I want you to give your your thoughts on on this thing. Mm-hmm. On this first, um, I, I just <laughs> look N- not I, for not for and don't don't come like if you you're gonna post a fit pic like you you know you're just running your personal Instagram yeah. account like you're not like trying to like show off your fits or anything right but when you're following other people and you see that I appreciate it you do like the Ye- the brands tag yeah because I if there's something that I like that's really the only way to figure out what it is other than googling it if it's a known person yeah but, um, yeah I would. I really appreciate when somebody has a fit pick that um, is something I'm interested in, if they will at least give me a head start or a clue as to one or two of the brands that they're wearing. Okay. So that's, that, and that's, that's an interesting take. And I'll, I'll just, from my perspective, I, I, I t- you know, I talked with Will about this on one of, one of the first Club Cool episodes, but I just, I've got like, I'm constantly in my head about this stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, I've got, I've got too much shame. I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm overthinking it. And so I'm like, I'm constantly, you know, wondering like, well, if I tag brands, am I just being a, a brand whore? Am I just like <laughs> showing off what brand, like that I'm wearing this mm-hmm. brand, you know? And so it's always this like internal debate for me. Should I just tag the brands because that's helpful and it's cool and it gives exposure to some of these brands that I really like and want to support? Or do I not tag them? And then, like, I only, I'll, I'll, I'm happy to give out the brand, but if somebody asks. Yeah. Because it's it's almost like, I'll, I almost feel presumptuous tagging. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, everybody's going to be interested in what brand <laughs> and who I'm wearing today. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if you, if so you feel confident enough to put the picture out there, then, then yeah. let the people know. Yeah. Uh, give me some feedback on that. Let me know. Let You guys help me answer this question. Am, am, am I being a pretentious label whore by tagging brands that I'm wearing, or do you appreciate the fact that I'm giving you a head start and not making you comment or ask the question. All right, let's see. I think we've got got a couple more questions. Okay, let's see here. Hey, Barrett, Micah, producing. Love both of you. Uh, really enjoying the new Club Cool podcast, Men's Fashion. I've been listening since uh, OCC first started. Shout out, Clan Fam. Uh, my question was, and I just bought a pair of sneakers from StockX. I bought a pair of Yeezy Boost 350 Butters. Uh, my question to you is, do you use a spray when you get a new pair of sneakers like to repel water and stains, or is that kind of a trash move? Uh, I'm not really sure. It seems like a good idea, but it could be a trash move, I guess. So just let me know what you think. Uh, I'm really loving the new pod. I love the fashion game. I've been shopping on Man Outfitters since OCC. So, shout out to you guys, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you for the call and thank you for the support. Glad you are enjoying this pod. Phil, sneaker spray. You Do you use it? Yeah. 
What do you use? Jason Mark. Jason Mark. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, There are a couple of others that I know people are big on. One is called Crepe Protect. Yeah. It's C-R-E-P. Protect. Crepe Protect. And then for suede, there's another one called Saphir Suede. Just Google, Google, it's S-A-P-H-I-R, suede. I believe they sell it on andyshangerproject.com. Uh, so just Google some of those words and you'll find it. But that's a really good one for suede boots. Uh, not a trash move, in my opinion. It, you're protecting your investment, really. And uh, the more comfortable you feel about being out in your sneakers, the more you'll get to wear them and enjoy them. I'm actually, I'm not as diligent about this as I should be. Mm-hmm. I'm currently completely out of any spray. So I'm just, I'm, I'm naked out there. <laughs> I'm, and I, it's just very, it's a very dangerous game that I'm playing. Yeah, I, I use it on um, any light colored sneaker and those butters are definitely light color. So I would recommend, now keep in mind that when you spray it, put this spray on there, it's not like a force field. It's still going to get true. marked. That's true. Uh, it'll get scuffed. But it will bead any sort of water or anything else that you get on it. So that's that's huge. I would definitely recommend it. It takes two seconds. The, the spray is cheap. Uh, Jason Mark's a great product. Um, and you can buy like a little kit that has a brush and mm-hmm. some other things. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's like this is a rainy week in Austin here. And I, I've been I'm, – and I'm in, I'm in – converse all-stars every day right now because i'm like too scared about like stepping in a puddle or 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 getting rained on i do it's funny that you mentioned like ask if it's a trash move i'm not i kind of get what like i've I've seen some some instagram videos that are clearly kind of advertisements where somebody like does the spray and then like squirts ketchup on their white yeezys and then like washes it underwater and i guess that kind of makes it like don't do that. You, but that, maybe that's why it kind of feels like a trash movie is because right. you've got these jokers on Instagram like, oh, you can spill ketchup on it. <laughs> you know, like you're not out here trying to spill ketchup on your shoes. No, nah, don't do not do that. Just give it a, uh, you know, a little spray every once in a while. You don't need to do it every day. But. <laughs> can I ask a question? A- ask it. Um, I've got a bunch of sneakers that are all, they're snuffed up and I hate it. Makes me angry. They're mostly the light colored ones. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know of anyone online or local that will clean sneakers? Like I, I that will clean them for to, you. Yes, to to drop my shoes off at the at the shoe hospital, who fixes my boots or whatever. Have you asked say, the shoe hospital? I haven't. They I'm might. just wondering if you guys or anyone else out there who's listening knows of like an online service that you can ship this to, or uh, I, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. I feel like there is a, there's a million dollar company out there waiting to be founded. And it might just be some hustling kid in Austin who wants to, uh, you know, shine my sneakers for five, do- <laughs> like you know, scrub my sneakers for five dollars a pair. And I'd go drop ten pairs at his house and fix them. Like that would be so great. If anybody knows of anything like this, I appreciate. It. I may call the shoe hospital. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I would ask. I would ask the shoe hospital on their website. Then, they don't really have anything about sneakers. In, in per any se, other but, enterprising uh, young gents or ladies out there that uh, want to start a, a sneaker cleaning business, hit up, hit up producer Micah. It's a great yeah. idea. Yeah, get us on Club Cool. I want to know if anybody knows of something like this. Maybe you know. I'd just be interested if this is something that's popping up in New York or L.A. Right, or, right. Because we just don't know this about. Whole, yeah. yeah, no, that's that's a good question. Let you guys let us know. But I'm I'm going to go buy some of this. Uh, Either Creptrek, it looks like Creptrek is the one that's got the infamous catch-up test. Okay, yeah. okay, which yeah. seems sne- sleazy, but yeah, 
You say I don't know. It's something it about yeah. It's like something about that whole their whole shtick and like they're at their the way that they're selling it to you is kind of unappealing. But it's just you're just protecting your well, shoes. Well, they just not, brought DJ Khaled on. Is there is there a big <laughs> oh, <laughs> endorser? So I, I don't know what that means. Yeah, it's but, a movement. But it's there's not just there's product. there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Okay, we've got one more voicemail, y'all. Oh, by the way, before we get to this, any female listeners out there in the Club Cool Nation, one of my first guests when we when we moved to our own feed, I'm almost positive is going to be a, is going to be a female. So. If you have suggestions or ideas or questions for an extremely stylish lady, hit me up with those. Let me know. Um, I'm, I'm putting together our, our rundown now, and, and hopefully we're going to get her on soon. So if, if you've got questions, let me know. All right, last voicemail. Hi, Barrett. This is Kelly from Dallas. Um, I'm a girl, but I actually have kind of a guy's fashion question for you. So... My boyfriend and I are kind of recent post-grads. We're a couple years out of college, and we're starting to hit our mid-20s, and it's come to that point where a lot of weddings are starting to happen. And my boyfriend has a suit, but he does not own a tux. He just rents one periodically whenever the situation calls for it. And so my question for you is, at what point does it become more, I guess, economical for you to go ahead and spend the money and buy a tux versus renting it whenever you need it? Is there a kind of like a certain number of events that you would go to every year to where you think it would warrant you actually buying one? Uh, thanks so much. Love the pod. Thank you for the call. Shouts to Dallas. Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad to have Phil here. We, we talked about suits last week, and we did briefly mention tuxedos. And I think you might get two different answers here because <laughs> I think Phil and I are on, on, on opposite sides here. So... Phil, you have rented. You continue to rent a tuxedo, right? No. Oh, you don't. No. But you I, ha- I had to. There. Okay. My answer is buy the tux. Do it now. Don't wait. There is no threshold. Just trust me. If you're going to weddings. Okay. 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 Yeah. I, I All right. Say, then we're the, gonna have this. We're gonna have the same answer there. Yeah. The reason I. <laughs> <laughs> so the wedding I went to last um, was um, a good friend of mine, and everybody was renting tuxes, and. I can't because I just look like a goon, but and I own a tux, which I spent a ton of money on, um, and so I'm gonna wear it. It's a black tux, and I had to I had to rent the the hardware basically. That's right. Just That's so right. Okay. In. All right. But uh, not to jump ahead, I, I would recommend buying a tux now. Don't wait. Um, spend the money to get it fitted for you. Even go down the route of getting it custom made. I mean. Let's face it. If y'all are in your mid twenties to late twenties, you got a lot of events left. A lot of events, and yeah. the, you're not going to grow that much. I don't think. Yeah, I I don't remember I, the last time that I did rent a tuxedo from Al's warehouse or Al's formal wear or men's warehouse or whatever. I mean, it was not cheap. It was like two hundred dollars. Oh yeah, you're not getting out of there for less than one fifty. And There's I no I, way. I know that there are some online, uh, you know. Uh, companies that have have tried to tackle this problem of the of the rental tux and they've attempted to like make it a little bit cheaper and they they say that it's like easy to get your sizes right and that you can ship it back and forth and they'll do fixes quickly for you but the fact of the matter is that is a nuisance that is a hassle and it will never fit you as as well as a tux that you buy and have and and have tailored to fit you. That's right. Or like Phil even mentioned, like if you know if you, if you want to invest a little bit more, you can even do made to measure. But yeah, here's the other thing about it: if you spend 
even if you're spending several hundred on a tux, it's kind of like that thing of where you you buy your plane ticket like four or five months in advance, and then by the time you get to your vacation, it's like, oh man, now that I don't even remember paying for the plane ticket. This is so much fun. It's like that. It's like it's so nice to get to those events and not have to drop the two hundred on the tux rental. Mm-hmm. That's that. It, that just it sours it. You're like, oh, I got to spend all this money. It's like no, you want the tux because it's just it's your tux. It fits you perfectly. It's ready to go at the drop of a hat. You can wear it to everything, whether it's formal weddings or black tie galas or I just there's going to be if you're like you said mid twenties. So if you're twenty four or twenty five. You, you're going to wear this thing. I mean, yeah, you're wearing it probably two, three times a year. Easy. I would think. Yeah, I mean, even if you wear it once a year, I think it's worth it because renting the tux, A, you're renting something that's not yours. It's not going to fit how you want it to, guaranteed. And, you know, B, you're going to end up spending just as much, if not more, if you just stick to rentals um, forever. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's like I said, it's been multiple years since I had to rent a tux, but they are not—they are typically not on like you know the cutting edge of what's cool and and suiting either. No, you're gonna get some baggy ass pleated pants and a and you know a oh, notch la, a notch lapel that's six inches wide yeah. or some crazy stuff Dude, like I, that. Yeah. So I, I I definitely would suggest making that investment sooner rather than later. I think that that uh, that Kelly, that your boyfriend, will be very happy that he did. And so will you because he'll look great in his nice tux and and uh, and you'll and and yeah. Y'all and and you'll you'll together. have some and you'll look great together and you'll have some <laughs> nice arm candy. <laughs> All right, that's it for today. If you again, if you have a voicemail, if you want to call into the Club Cool hotline, that number is 833 Club Cool. You can follow this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Club Cool Pod. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Barrett Dudley. Who knows? I might be tagging some Fitbits, Fit Picks, and tagging some brands sometime soon. Please do. Yeah, and uh, and Phil, where can we follow you? P tag on Instagram. P B as in boy. A T T A G. Okay, uh, we've got a merch opportunity for you next week. Coming at you on our own feed next week. All big news. All very exciting. We thank you for being part of the club, and we will see you next week on V11. See ya.